I was even saying to you, I don't know if I trust your support because you were like, can I support you in this? And you really helped me see that I was embodying a part that we later realized is a part who likes to hang out in the shadows and who doesn't like to be visible and who doesn't like to stand for what she stands for because she's afraid of the kind of feedback that doesn't feel good or that doesn't resonate. And through parts work, I really discovered a way to work with this part. Welcome to The Art of We, the podcast where we explore how committed partnerships can be potent vehicles for fully delivering our gifts to the world. Hi, I'm Krista Vanderveer, a seasoned consultant and executive coach. And I'm Dr. Will Vanderveer, a leader and educator in integrative mental health and wellness. As husband and wife and business partners, we keep learning that the key to maximizing our authenticity and impact in the world lies inside the health, security, and depth of our relationship. On this show, we'll pull back the curtains to share lessons, insights, and practices from our own marriage and professional careers that help us thrive. If you're a leader, founder, or overachiever, and you want to leverage your relationships for personal and collective growth, then you're in the right place. Hello, and welcome back to The Art of We. This is episode number 36, and today we are going to explore what happens when you and your partner decide to take on the challenge of a deeper collaboration, a public collaboration. And we are fresh off of one of these experiences, so we wanted to share some of the things that we've learned and some of the challenges we faced in putting on an event, a public event that we collaborated deeply on. Yeah, and I think that this could apply in any sort of united, forward-facing experience. For example, putting on a fundraising event together or putting on a party together or anything that requires a deep collaboration and alignment with your partner. Yeah, we're hoping this would be widely applicable, what we learned, and not just specifically to putting on a big party, (laughs) which is what we did. So why don't you tell them the context of the party? So last week, we attended the Psychedelic Sciences 2023 conference in Denver, which, if you missed, was an incredibly potent and exciting gathering of the psychedelic therapy community and an event that our Integrative Psychiatry Institute sponsored. And we were looking forward to and preparing for a year to take advantage of the opportunities there. And I was a speaker on a couple of panels, and we had a huge number of meetings with different people in the space and met a lot of really wonderful, incredible people doing amazing things. And it was a vibrant, full week for us. And the capstone of the week was an after party that we put on for our community. It was a private event that we gave out 1,200 tickets to. And we decided that the four of us, Keith and Emma and you and me, would kick off the event with words on the stage. So the big collaboration was for us to decide how we're going to work together and what we're going to say on the stage. And for those of you who have not heard us before and don't know who Keith and Emma are, they're our business partners that we love and adore. So the four of us, as Will said, we're collaborating at a higher level more publicly than we have before. Yeah. And I think for each of the four of us, it was the biggest stage we've been on before. 
uh, we had about 600 people in the audience when we spoke. So it was a big, a big crowd. So the first thing we wanted to share with you was something that I think really came up for me in the process was this challenge around giving up control. Mm. And as Krista mentioned, Keith and I are our business partners. Keith and I, as co-founders of IPI, had generally have a lot of control over messaging and how we're going to relate to community events. And we were just coming off of a gathering of 200 people in Boulder that we hosted. And there were a lot of places where I got stuck in the collaboration with you early on around it's a little humbling, you know, it's a little embarrassing to say, but just really valuing the messaging that you wanted to bring to the stage at the same level as what I wanted to say on the stage. So you're saying that you valued my messaging less originally? Yeah, I think I was coming from the place of, you know, I know what our community needs to hear from us as leaders more than you know, because you aren't in the trenches every day running the company. But over the course of this collaboration, I was sharing with my closest guy friends, two close guy friends, that it felt like we were really lifting our weights, our attachment weights, and learning a lot about how to collaborate at this deeper level. Yeah, I think the other piece is that because Emma and I are more behind the scenes, the community knows you and Keith more than they know us, and you're really used to having the voice, having the stage, even though you guys are deeply influenced by us, there is the capacity to control something if it's just you and Keith. And if Emma and I are coming in, it's like you're having to lean into a deeper level of trust that what we're messaging, what we're saying, what we're providing for the public, like you're saying, is as valuable as what you're used to portraying to the public. I'm starting to relate in this moment to a character in a movie called My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Do you remember that movie? Yeah, a long time ago. What character? Well, the patriarch, the father of the bride, needed to be in the belief that he came up with the idea for him to go along with what was being presented. Oh, really? <laughs> and so, the women in the movie in particular learned how to work with this and sort of massage things that were proposed to him so that he could take credit for coming up with it and <laughs> nice. then he could get on board with it and not veto it. But I don't think I'm quite as much of a curmudgeon as that, but no. But it was humbling to see how much the perception of control over messaging is important, like how attached I am to that. Mm-hmm. How did you get to the point where you stopped feeling like you needed to control my messaging? Or did it unfold in a different way for you? Well, I think what helped me relax and share responsibility with you and share control for the messaging was really listening deeper to what you wanted to say and putting myself in the shoes of the listener, the audience, the message that you are so committed to and that you have honed and practiced and delivered on stages before, the message that taking a stand makes the world a better place. When people 
have the courage to trust their vision mm. and put their whole life toward the realization of that vision, that kind of empowerment makes the world a better place. And when I started really listening to the depth of that message and thinking about what our institute stands for, which mm. is moving from illness to wellness to thriving, I felt like you were capturing the essence of the result that we're all wanting to see in the world and that that vision of a better world or a better tomorrow was aligning with the first conversation you and I had when we had our first date, which is couples who are on a mission to make the world a better place are really needed right now. Mm. And so there was a kind of as I listened deeper, I've, I felt the alignment in your message, which I think is such a deep personal message for you. Mm -hmm. And what the result is that we want to see in integrative psychiatry. And so there was just like this confluence of business mission and the languaging of your deepest message. Mm. I felt a relaxation in the need to control when... I perceived that you were bringing a message that I think is essential to the success of human beings in general. Mm -hmm. And that I didn't need to hold that because you were holding it. So there was a relief in the part of me that would want to maintain control. So it sounds like part of it was us having a deeper and more patient listening for what was moving through us. I think in part what happened was maybe the ways that I was saying things originally to you between you and I of like, this is what I want to share, didn't land as deeply as how I would say them publicly, potentially. I don't, I think that there was a, a need for like a deeper understanding, like going beyond the surface layer of what I was saying. And then also both of our commitments to being totally aligned with what each other are saying versus just like, here's what I want to say. Well, here's what I want to say. But it's like, we really want, I wanted to really be able to back up what you're saying. And I wanted you to really be able to back up what I was saying. I wouldn't want to say something that you disagreed with. Yeah, that was a big part of our commitment to the collaboration that the way that we spoke together would be a unified message. Yeah. Before we go to a break, we want to share one more piece, which probably a lot of couples can relate to is that in trying to collaborate, we didn't want to step on each other's toes. And we got stuck in trying to get somewhere with moving toward a truly collaborative experience because, you know, I was waiting for you to really claim what you wanted to say mm -hmm. and telling you, hey, I need you to be more clear on what you're committed to saying. And I got the message from you the same way of, hey, why don't you just tell me what you want to say and then I'll work with that. Mm -hmm. And there was this mistrust about whether, at least on my side of, is she going to let me dominate the decisions about who gets to talk about what? Mm -hmm. And then maybe later on not feel good about the result. Yeah, and I think it is an interesting dynamic because you are the person with Keith who's in the business day to day. And my perspective was, well, I want to know what you guys do feel like you want to communicate. And I want to bring something that's really 
woven into that message that comes from me, but that's woven into the message. And so it's not like two separate things that we're bringing together. And then when I did bring things to you that I did want to say, we had some conflict around those things. So <laughs> it was just an interesting dance that we had to figure out together. Yeah. I'm glad we stuck it out. I think that what we're going to talk about next after the break was a little bit of a breakthrough piece about what was happening for us. And so why don't we take a quick break? And when we come back, we'll share the second piece that we really felt like helped us break through to a greater collaboration together. I'll be right back. We hope you're enjoying this episode. I want to take a quick break to let you know about a gift we created for you and your partner. We compiled our top 10 relationship agreements, agreements that have been so powerful in supporting the success of our partnership that we even turned them into our wedding vows. These agreements help us stay connected, growing, and thriving as a couple, and they've been critical to help us create a kind of we that's way beyond what we've ever experienced before. You can download this free gift at kristavanderveer.com. That's K-R-I-S-T-A-V-A-N-D-E-R-V-E-E-R.com. Also, if you enjoy our podcast, it would be so meaningful to us if you left us a rating and review. Not only does it help others find us, but it gives us critical feedback on how we're doing. Thanks in advance. And now back to the episode. Okay, welcome back. So we're going to share the second piece that really helped us collaborate, which is parts work, which by the way, one of the highlights for me at PS 2023 this year was meeting the man himself, Dick Schwartz, who came up with internal family systems parts work. It was amazing. It was totally random. And the four of us got to say hi to him and get a picture. <laughs> He's so amazing. Yeah. Such a sweetheart. If any of you ever have a chance to meet him, and if you don't know his work, we highly suggest you check it out, Internal Family Systems, which is part of how we got through this piece. Like you told me that you wanted me to come with, here's what I want to say, and you really wanted me to claim it. And there were a couple of times, as I mentioned earlier, where I was coming to you with, here's what I want to say. And then the next time we would get together to practice, it didn't go well between you and I. There were some feelings of you not wanting me to say the things that I was bringing forward. So it was like this two-sided coin of like, Krista, bring what you want to say. But Krista, I don't want you to say those things. And it's not that you said that directly. It was just more of us navigating a kind of murky water around all of that. But the part in me who wasn't standing for what I wanted to say, which you really wanted, you did such an extraordinary job of getting there in there with me when I was like, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can, how we're going to figure this out together. I don't know if I have it in me to, to keep trying. And we were talking about this over dinner and I was even saying to you, I don't know if I trust your support because you were like, can I support you in this? And you really helped me see that I was embodying a part that we later realized is a part who likes to hang out in the shadows and who doesn't like to be visible and who doesn't like to stand for what she stands for because she's afraid of the kind of feedback that doesn't feel good or that doesn't resonate. And through parts work, I really discovered a way to work with this part. Yeah, I remember we connected the dots. There were a number of events in the past that kind of felt and smelled and tasted like what we were experiencing, but were actually different from the way that you and I hold each other. And 
what we got to was there were men who whose opinions really mattered to you, mm-hmm. who couldn't see the value in what you were bringing. Totally, or something like that. Yeah, it brings me to tears even just rem- remembering that. Thank you for bringing that forward. I feel, I feel tender about it. And then here was an experience that I thought was happening again, where it's like I'm bringing these pieces to you, and here it is again that he's not in this case you are not valuing what I'm saying. Thanks for remembering that. Yeah. And to me, it was, it felt easy to support you in that because I could tell that the part of you that I'm used to interacting with, who is creative and dynamic and energized and in your values and excited about opportunities and challenges like that, wasn't, she wasn't here. Yeah. And, <laughs> and there was a part of you that just seemed a little frozen or a little discouraged. And so I really appreciated your willingness to, you know, step into trusting me to hold the space and support you to explore and Mm. look at what was going on for you there. And, you know, you really received me there and I'm really grateful. I think it's an important point, you know, whenever we see or feel our partners start to pull away or they feel different to us in some form. Maybe they feel discouraged. Maybe they're not collaborating in the same way that they normally do to really look from the perspective of, okay, what part is here rather than collapsing that part with who they are entirely and totally. It's a game changer. This is why we keep coming back to Dick Schwartz's work and internal family systems is that the frame is such a liberator mm-hmm. and it's something that helps us get unstuck. And if we have a partner who can pause in that moment and hold the bigger perspective and be the adult in the room, so to speak, you know, the person who's like, hey, can I support you here? Then I think miracles can truly happen like you did for me. Like I claimed a part of myself that I'm now calling the security guard. <laughs> Yeah. And I don't know if Dick Schwartz would talk about this, but this actually feels like a part that I've never had before. And this feels like a security guard for me standing for my voice. It can help me stand for what's moving through me and help me stand for what I believe in in a bigger way. So I don't know if I made up something up in the parts work, but no. No. I mean, he he talks about protectors quite a bit. Mm. And I think security guard maybe fits into that yeah. that category, but... You know, to further elaborate the point, you know, when you use the the frame security guard, you know, I I feel over here just so grateful for the security guard that your voice and your message, you know, needs, it needs protection. And so there's, there's a sacred and beautiful role that's being played by that part of you. Mm. So it's much easier for the partner, in this case me, to not get triggered by what's happening when I see the part operating and then the the benefits of that part operating. It's probably also helpful if I'm able to see that what's happening for me isn't just what's happening for me in this moment. That the, Like you pointed out before, that there's a lot of history there. And if I can decouple what's happening with you with what's happening with the history I think it's a lot easier for you to be supportive 
in those moments versus me pointing my finger at you of like, well, you're not, you know, hearing me or you're not valuing me. I think it's a skill that you and I specifically have really built to see how our historical experiences are impacting our present moment and how we see each other. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's a potent practice to, you know, bring compassion and curiosity when we can in the moment when our partner says something or does something that we know isn't really about the present moment. It's not about us in that moment. It's much harder when we get hooked and we think that they are talking about us in the present moment. I'm blaming us in this moment for this thing that happened. But, and sometimes it is us doing it. You know, that's the other thing is like, we need to also take responsibility when, you know, we're the one who caused the injury in that moment. Right. True. I feel like we could talk about this forever. (laughs) And we will continue to do that. But maybe move on to the third lesson that really helped us break through to a higher collaborative level together. I think we're going to say this in two different ways. The way I would say it is that we really stood for we can do more than I can, which is a big stand that we take. It's a mantra of ours and that we deeply believe is when we can get beyond having control. I need to do this. It needs to be my message. I need to control the outcome. When we can get beyond that and we can learn to collaborate better together, we really do have the experience that the outcome is much greater than if it was just us alone. And we really embodied that in this circumstance in my experience. I agree. We we got there. It took a while and it was it was so worth the effort to get there. It did take a while and it took a couple weeks to work yeah. through this. So I think both of our commitments, like you're saying, like the part of me who lives in the shadows and just wanted to be like, screw it, this isn't worth it. You know, you helped me to have a different part of me say, okay, hold on, what are we really standing for here? Well, in the same way, you know, I was, had to come into direct relationship with the part of me that still believes that I can do more than we can, you know? Yeah. So it was a win-win situation. That part of you is such a sweet part. I love him so much. <laughs> <laughs> he's so cute. Yeah, he's less and less in control, <laughs> which is nice. It's a relief. Yeah. How would you say this this third point? How would you would you come at this in a different direction? I guess it felt like to me that at a certain point the gears of you and your message and me and my message synced up. And we weren't stripping the gears anymore. Mm-hmm. And there was a way that the machine just started to turn. And as we got into practicing over and over and over again, how we were going to say what we wanted to communicate, it actually got really fun. Mm. Because at that point, we were way more aligned into we can do more than I can. And there was this real sense that I was holding a certain aspect of the message and you were holding another aspect of the message and that was all kind of part of the same message, which just feels amazing to me when we can get there. Mm. One really interesting takeaway from this collaboration with you and with Keith and Emma was the realization that the values that you and I hold and our marriage vows and how we operate together and Keith and Emma and their 
way of being and their values are so much a part of where the values of the organization come from. Mm-hmm. And for some reason that was not clear to me before this collaboration with you. Mm. When Keith and I sat down and wrote out the values of the organization, it felt like we were writing values that were important for the organization, but we weren't really, I wasn't really thinking about where did these come from. Mm. And they really do come from the four of us. And it's beautiful to see that and relieving to me in a certain way. Maybe it's also a relief to this part of me that that adapted to my childhood thinking that I can do more than we can, you know. Because he doesn't have to hold it all. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. So thank you for that. <laughs> thank you for that insight. It feels really good. Yeah. You know, it's it's also awesome to feel how amazing the team the team is at this event and how well they worked together and with us and it was just like holy cow it's amazing when you talk about the values of the company and more than once i've heard people in the company say yeah at ipi or ipc that's our integrated psychiatry clinic we practice abundant repair here and <laughs> it's really 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 cool to feel the team soak up what we stand for. And I think it's both delivered to them through transmission by us walking the talk. And it's also delivered by how you and Keith lead and how you've created those values. So I just so appreciate seeing that come through the team on so many different levels. Yeah. Thanks for bringing that up. The team is incredible. We're so blessed to be collaborating with so many absolutely amazing people and it was the team who pulled off the event so effectively and totally. smoothly and beautifully and made it such a special night for everyone so yeah incredible team that we have so grateful mm, extraordinary we love you guys if you're listening <laughs> <laughs> yeah we hope that our lessons can somehow support you in your collaboration in your partnership and or with your team and if you're interested in hearing anything about a particular topic, we would so love to hear from you. You can reach out to us at kristavanrevier.com or you can go directly to the reviews on your favorite podcast platform and just let us know there. We would love to hear what you want to hear. And until next time, we hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for joining us. If you found this content valuable, please follow this show and share it with your partner or other key collaborators. If this show has sparked an interesting conversation based on these topics, we'd love to hear from you. Find us on Instagram at Art of We Podcast. And we'll see you next time when we explore what it means to be better together, like butter and toast on the Art of We Podcast.